Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. It's your host, Danny, once again, coming to you with another uplifting message of encouragement. I hope everything is going well with you today. I'm praying for you, believing God has a purpose and a destiny for your life today. I just want to encourage you. I just want to tell you that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind at the same time. And so also, you know, I'm going to talk about this challenge once again, reading Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 34. Seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all things to be added unto you. I want to let you know that if you put God first, he will put you first. And whatever you stand in need of, he'll be there for you. He'll be your strength in a time of trouble. Remember, he's a stronghold. He's a place of safety. He's a place of guidance. His will is to give you the desires of your heart. He knows what you in need of even before you ask. That's the type of God that we serve. He's all-knowing. But the topic that I'm going to talk about today, does God see? Does God see our affliction? Does God see our pain? How can he do this? Is it true that he hears us and he knows what's going on? But more also, do he hear us? And I want to let you know, yes, God sees you. God hears you. God knows what you stand in need of. Even when you're in the darkest place in your life, God is right there in the midst of that circumstances with you. So I'll be reading from the New King James Version today. We're going to be looking in this Genesis. We're going to be looking at the life of Haggai and Ishmael. We're going to look at how when Haggai needed God, uh, when she was mistreated, he looked out for her. And not only looked out for her, but also looked out for Ishmael. Now, the Bible says that God had promised Abraham that he would have a seed. But Ishmael was a child that God didn't design for Abraham to have. This child came about because his wife began to lose heart in herself and believe in God's promise about heaven and bearing Abraham a child. So she decided that she would give her servant to her husband to be the mother of her child instead. But you know what happens? Uh, sometimes the decisions that we make, we think they are good decisions until we see what they are and what they do. And I just want to let you know that this is a position that Hagar, you know, uh, probably didn't even want to do, but she was forced to do because she was a, a servant and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm master, I'm, told her to go be with my husband. So this is that's a whole nother a whole nother story by itself that we can get into. And you know, uh and that's you know the reality. Sometimes the decisions that we make, or we think that we're making the best decision, trying to help God do something, uh, we end up making the circumstances worse. So if God is giving you a promise, be anxious for nothing, but everything through prayer and supplication. Let your request be made known to God in the peace of God with past all understanding. So if God is telling you something, it seems like it's taking a long time, wait on it. Because God does see. And God does see when uh, things go hayward, go, go astray. God is right there for us. And he's right there for Haggai and Israel, too. Because guess what? They got evicted. And I also just want to always remind you, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. If you're feeling depressed, you're feeling alone, you're not alone. The whole purpose of this podcast is because I don't want you to feel alone. I want you to feel 
that you have someone out here in the world that's thinking about you. Uh, I want to pray for you. I would love for you to send your prayer requests in to me. I would like to be able to tell people about your testimony, how God came and delivered you and brought you and, and restored what you're looking for. So if you're, if you're feeling down, I'm hoping to uplift your spirits today. But before I get into the message, let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for today. I thank you, Father, for your word. I thank you, Father, that you do see. And Father, and I pray for all the people that will listen to this podcast, Father, that you will let them know that you see and that you will come through in their circumstances. Uh, the people are down and out, Father. And I pray, Father, for the homeless, the people in prison. I pray, Father, for the widows, the orphans, Father. I pray for all people in stand in need of you, people in the hospital who need healing, Father. I pray for uh, the kids who's going to school uh, doing e-learning. I pray for their parents that they are able to even help their children, Father. And I pray, Father, that they all have meals to eat. I pray for the person who needs a job, and I pray definitely for the person who's just stressed out about this whole COVID circumstances and situation. Father, I just ask that this message, that you and your Holy Spirit would just speak to me, that you would take over and just let the people know that you do see. And you see them, you see their circumstances. God does see you. I'm going to prove it to them in Genesis chapter 16. In Jesus' name, amen. Also, also, audience, I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. And I'm going to be reading out of <coughs> Genesis 16. And I'm so excited to talk about this because God does see. God does see. He sees from heaven. In other words, and he'll talk to you. And he'll do all the great things he needs to do. And he will give you a promise and he will fulfill it. So let's get into this story. It says, now Sarah, Sarah Abram's wife, had bore him no children. And she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, See now the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I should obtain children by her. Wow, you know, that meant that Sarah was Sarai was dealing with discouragement. That uh, she was discouraged and believing in God and waiting on the promise to come through. So she said, of course, in her heart and mind, saying, well, hey, I'm going to aid God in this. I'm going to have a child. If I can't have it, my maidservant's going to have it from me, and I'm going to take that child from her. And so now we see where, you know, how uh, adoption comes about. And I just want to share that with you, you know, that uh, we see how these things that we have in the world right now, what we hear, well, you know, people will, you know, have children for other people. We see it first right here in Genesis chapter 16. And I just want to embark that in your heart that, you know, that sometimes people put in situations that, you know, they have no control over. Uh, Hagar had no control over the circumstance, the situation. She had to be obedient to her, to her master, which was Sarah. And she had to do what she said to do. And you figure like this is not saying that, you know, Abraham, Abraham, we know Abraham was God's friend, we know Abraham was a great man. But it doesn't mean necessarily that she wanted to go sleep with him. It meant that she had to because it was a fulfillment of the job, the duty description that she was given to by her master. 
And so I just want to pray for anybody's in a situation where they're being sex trafficked, that their bodies are being misused. Father, I rebuke I ask you, Father, to send uh, deliverance to them, that you give them a way out, give them a way of escape, Father. I pray that, Father, that no woman or male are being abused sexually. I pray, Father, that you would protect them and give them guidance, that you would lead them to a path to safety, that you would put godly people in their lives, Father, to, to help them. And so I just want to share with you that God does see. God does see. God does see everything. God knows everything. God is a good God. God is a faithful God. God is an all-knowing God. So don't be discouraged today. Don't let the enemy tell you that God doesn't care uh, when you're being abused by others. He does care. He cares more than you can ever imagine. And so as we look at this, I want you to know that God is a good God. And sometimes we might have to tarry for some things, you know. Sometimes when God speaks to us, uh, we want it now. We want it right now. But, you know, don't lose heart. And if you're going through a circumstances where you feel like that uh, you just ain't going to make it, that the end is near, the end is not near, I want you to know we have a faithful God. And he's a good God. Now, let's look at that again. Let's go back to verse 1. Now, Sarah, Abram's wife, had bore him no children. And she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. So Sarah said to Abram, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I should obtain children by her. And you know, uh, Sometimes we just get, get worn out, and she was worn out. But let's uh, go a little bit further. Let's see what happens, you know, uh, with this. Now, the one thing Abram could have did at this time, he could have said, no, baby, we just going to wait and trust in the Lord. I'm not going to uh, go into her because God said that what he was going to do for us, but it shows that he was anxious too, that he had been waiting on his promise, the fulfillment that God had told him about having a child. So it was what you call a flesh decision. And this is why this child is considered not to be the child that God had designed for him because this child was conceived of the flesh. And what that means is this is of their own free will. This is them just uh, not following God's blueprint and trusting God that God is able, God is capable, and that he can do what he said he can do when he said he can do it. So they just got a little impatient. But guess what? God is a good God. God is going to do some things because at the end of the day, this is how awesome this is because I want you to, I want you to see this about this decision that God let them have. I also want to tell you again what's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And what I want you to see about this is that Sarah was having sex with her husband, but she wasn't getting pregnant. But in her heart and mind, she felt that if he went into Hacker, Hacker could have children. But what she didn't know, that God had a time frame. 
You know, in Galatians, it says, in the fullness of time, God sent his son, born of a woman. And so sometimes we just have to wait, you know, on God. And so they just got a little impatient. And I don't want you to be impatient today. Whatever promises God is speaking to you, that he's capable and able to fulfill it. That you don't have to look at the clock. You don't have to look at the calendar. All you just got to know and believe in your heart that God is capable. Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, he said, have faith in God. That's the requirement. Have faith in God. Trust God. Even when it doesn't seem, seem real. Just keep your faith. Keep holding on to what he's promised you. And so we see that Abram and Sarai, they, they have a plan on their own. And we're going to do this with Hagar. In other words, guess what? She didn't get no vote in this decision. She just was ordered to do something. And I want to let you know that God is here to protect you. God is here to bless you. God is here to uphold you. God is here to show you his magnitude of his awesomeness, his ability to deliver, his ability to come through when you need him. This is what I want you to know. God is capable and able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. And I hope that, you know, that this message encourages you. I hope that you'll be able to recognize that God does love you and God does care for you. And he would never leave you or forsake you. He would never let you, he would never let you down. And let's go back into Genesis chapter 12. Like I said, I'm reading from the New King James Version today. And this is what it says. Let's go back to verse 3. Then Sarah, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband, and Abram to be his wife. And Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan. So he went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes. See, sometimes what we try to do can end up be something that would discourage us. I just want to let you know that don't be discouraged. Don't lose heart. God has a, a, he's a, he's a way maker. And so now it says that now Sarah, she, she was, she despised the mistress. In other words, because guess what? What she wanted, Hacker was now carrying inside her body. Did you hear me? What Sarah wanted, now Hacker was carrying this child. She was carrying her husband's child. And it says that she became his wife. In other words, uh, now he has his wife and he has his other wife. In other words, you know, and what his wife didn't realize what she was doing, she was putting her man in a position where he would be torn between two women. And this woman that she had set for him had gave him a child. So that meant his attentions now is going to be towards this child that he has with Hagar. And, and he's going to be kind to her because she didn't give him a child. But in the, in the, in the, in the, on the flip side, 
it became a bad thing to Sarah because what she thought she was doing was a good thing turned out to be a bad thing for her and her marriage at the end of the day. And so I just want to encourage you, you know, just to trust God. And if you're discouraged right now, God does see, because we're going to, I'm talking about, we ain't even got to the part where we find out how God sees. Because God is going to see some things. Because it's, it sounds good right now that she didn't have this baby. Abraham, Abraham was treating her good. But his wife is upset about all this. She's hurt by this. Because she made a decision that she shouldn't have made. He made a decision that he shouldn't have made. But we are human. And so we do. Because sometimes, you know, we got to hold on to God's promise or that he's going to do what he said he's going to do because he's a good and faithful God. He's capable and able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we actually think. So please do not get discouraged if it's, you have to tarry a while, if you have to wait a while for the blessing to come. Don't lose heart. Believe in God. Know that he cares about you because he does see. He does see our affliction. He does see our pain. And he will give you an answer. And he can do it in all kind of forms of fashion. So let's get back into the story about Haggai and Ishmael and Sarai and Abram and how this thing plays out and how this thing ends up being uh, a distraction to the marriage. And as we go on, we see in verse 5, Then Sarai said to Abram, My wrong be upon you. I gave my maiden to your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. See, you know, this, this whole plan that Sarah I had planned, she said that her mistress, you know, started despising her. In other words, because, hey, I got his baby. And so now Abram, now guess what he got? He got conflict. He got conflict with his wife. In other words, because of the decision that he made to let his decision his wife made for him and the decision that he made to go to be with Haggard, now he has to deal with the consequences. Now he got an angry wife. If he just would have told her, baby, let's wait on the Lord. God said that he can do it. We're going to hold on to it. But it said it was like 10 years they was in Canada. In other words, they said, shoot, God ain't showed up, man. God... You know, and I just want to show you that 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 there was a there was a time frame. He said there was ten years. In other words, that they've been waiting on the manifestation of what God had promised them. And I believe if they just would have held out a little bit longer, it wouldn't have took so long for Isaac to come along. But the human side says that we need to help God. Sometimes we feel, including myself, hey God, if, if you ain't gonna do it, I'm gonna do it myself. You know. Uh, there's a saying in the world people say about, about love. They say, if you can't love the one you won't love the one you with, which is a crazy saying because all you're doing is just making a bigger mess. And really, you shouldn't be loving anyone uh, if they're not your wife. So I just, you know, want to just encourage you and understand how the word of God, you know, really goes. And I know sometimes we all make mistakes and stray. But the, the true plan of God is to bless us, to give us uh, our desires. And you know, uh, one thing about this show that I like, You're Not Alone, in other words, it makes me reflect on the things that I went wrong in. In other words, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to never confess to you and tell you that I'm some perfect person because I'm far from that. I'm human. I'm, uh, I'm talking about it. 
I'm subject to error today, tomorrow. I'm talking about, you know, I don't know what I can do. I'm just trusting and believing in God that God will give me what I need for today. See, the Bible says, don't worry about tomorrow, just worry about today. Because you get so consumed in worrying about the next day, the next day, then you lose sight, you lose the purpose where God, you know, what God is doing for you. So I'm in a stage in my life right now where I'm taking it day by day. And I'm looking at all the things that I've done wrong. The people I hurt, and I ask them, you know, if I have hurt you, I ask for forgiveness. And I'm talking about, and, you know, if I wronged you, I apologize. And, and some of the things that you do, you don't even realize that you do that you've done it wrong. So, if I did you wrong, I apologize to whoever it may be. I don't, you know, because I don't know. I'm just asking whoever out there if you have any ill feelings toward Danny Christopher Hampton. That's my middle name, Christopher. I didn't tell y'all that part. That's the that's the big secret, <laughs> yeah. But if anybody, you know, if I offended you, I apologize to you, I ask you to forgive me because I want to walk in love. I want to be obedient to God. I want God's blessing over my life. And see, I'm not, you know, I'm not ashamed to let you know that, hey, I fall short, but guess what? The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, it says a just man falls seven times and rises back up again. See, you have to understand that you have the capability to pick yourself back up and put yourself back in place, put yourself in good standards with God. And I hope that you, you know, you know that. But God does see whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. You know, uh, earlier it was cloudy. I live in Chicago, so I'm recording out of Chicago. So if you want to know where I'm at, I'm in Chicago on the south side. And, uh, and it was cloudy, but now the sun is piercing out. And uh, as I look through my windows, I see the sunlight, which means that God is smiling on the earth. And I want you to know God is smiling upon you right now. God is smiling on you to, to help you, to give you peace, to give you guidance. Oh, what a mighty God that we serve, and an awesome God, a God that can do tremendous things. And I want to just let you know that God does see. He sees whatever's going on. Not only does he hear, but he sees. You know, I, you know, podcast. When I my, my my theme is that hey, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. But also, I want you to know that God sees. God does see. He's not blind. Maybe I change the title of the show to God does see. He's not blind. <laughs> That sounds good to me. Does it sound good to you? I hope it does. But I also want to encourage you, if you have any prayer requests, please send it to me so that I can touch and agree with you and so that we can pray in agreement and so that we can have a testimony about what God did and how he did and how he brought you out and what he has done for you uh, ever since. So I want you to be encouraged. I want you to know that God loves you and I love you and I want to pray for you and I want to see God give you the victory like I want to see God give me the victory in my life. See, I believe to, uh, to host a show that I have to be as real with you as you would be real with me. You know, uh, I don't want to lie to you. I want to tell you the truth when I'm talking about God. I want everything that I say glorifies God and it penetrates your heart to make you want to glorify God because you love him. Now, let's get back into, let's get back into Genesis chapter 16, about Hagar, Ishmael, Abram, Sarai. 
Then Sarai said to Abram, My wrong be upon you. I gave my maiden to your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. And what happened was, hey, you gave me a man. I got him now, girl. This is what this is this is what Sarah perceived. That when she looked at her, hey, uh, and then what Sarah saw was her husband putting on. Mm. Hey, now he's happy. He's walking around, walking around, blushing and smiling. Here to ear, I'm about to be a father, you know. And his wife, now she's saying, regretting the, the decision that she made. You know, she's regretting that she said, hey, take her and be with her, you know. Be with my maid, Sarah. So sometimes, you know, we make a decision that ends up coming back to, to kick us. I don't know if you ever made a bad decision before. I made, made bad decisions before, in other words. And they cost the pain and the loss hurts, hurts immensely. So I don't want you to make those type of decisions where you lose something that is so valuable to you. You know, in the, in the Gospels, I'm just going to share this with you. I wasn't really thinking about talking about this, but the Holy Spirit must be leading me. It talks about how this guy, he finds this one pearl, and it's so precious to him. It says that he sells everything that he has to have it. I don't want you to find that pearl and then end up losing it because of a bad decision. So you're not alone. I'm here to help you not make huge mistakes that are costly and that you end up regretting for the rest of your life. I want to see you live in victory. I want to see you walk with God. I want to see you excel. I want to see you get your desires met. And I'm praying for you. And I'm standing in the gap for you. And we see that now. This thing ain't going right. This ain't, this ain't, has, this ain't has Sarah I planned it to be. She thought Hag was just going to have a baby and give it to her and just go on about her business. But now she has the favor of Abram because this man is happy. He finally got a child. And you figure when he left uh, his home, he was 75, 10 years later. You know, you can just do the math of how old he was. So now he finally feels that he's getting what God had promised him. Little did he know this wasn't a promise that God had him. For him, God had something in a different way, which would be Isaac. And when we get into Isaac, we're going we gonna, to we gonna see how Isaac is a prototype of Christ. We're going to see this. Uh, so we're going to see that, you know, uh, that Isaac represents the second coming. And so let's look at it further. So Abram said to Sarai, Indeed, your maid is in your hands. Do to her as you please. And when Sarai dealt harshly with her, she fled from the presence. Now, this is what happened. 
Sarah slapped her. Girl, you don't get your stuff together? I'm your master. She put in check. I'm in control. Mm, mm, mm. Woo! That's reality check. So Hagar got a reality check. She got a reality check, and she found out that she still was a maid servant, even though she was going to bear her master's husband child, that she still was under someone's control, that she didn't have no true freedom. So it says she fled, because now she's embarrassed. In other words, you can't hit your master back. You can't do none of that stuff like that. You just got to take it. But she fled, and she ran. She's like, I ain't, I ain't dealing with this no more. I can't take this no more. And what she really was saying, is, I didn't ask for this stuff anyway. This was forced upon me. I want you to see that, that this whole thing was forced upon her. This wasn't something that she had wanted to do. This was something that was forced upon her. And so she fled. And this is the power of the God that we serve. Now, God knows that he had promised Abram's son through his wife, Sarah. He knew that they had went astray. He knew that Hagar had no control over her circumstances, that she was just a slave girl, a maid servant who had to do what she was told to do. But this is what God does. So I want you to understand, God loves his creations. There is no, I'm on top and you're on bottom with God. We're all the same. We're all equals. It ain't no color scheme with God. So if you think that, then you're wrong too. And this is what happened in verse 7. Now the angel of the Lord found her by the spring of the water in the wilderness and by the springs of the way to Shur. See that? Look what God did. God sent the angel and said, hey, no, no. When she in this situation, we're going to let her know that we got her back. And whatever's going on, I'm going to take care of her. And this is how awesome God is because God sees. Because guess what? The things that happened between her and Sarah, God physically wasn't there. See what I'm saying? So God does see. God sees when you think he doesn't see. So when you think that you... Uh, alone you're not alone or if you think that you while you're doing mischief that God doesn't see he may not say nothing but he sees so I just want to share that with you so God does see and God saw her circumstances he saw everything that what was going on and I just wanted to encourage you today whatever's on your heart and mind it's on God's heart and mind do not lose heart do not be Faint, the Bible says in Galatians, it says this. If you faint not, you'll reap a harvest. And the Bible wouldn't say faint not if it meant that you could, you could faint. Because sometimes we have to cherry a little while for things to come around, for things to change, for things to get better. That's what happens. And let's get back to this hacker, this whole thing that she's going through. Now this angel of the Lord comes to her. He finds her and he comes to give us... He comes to encourage her. And he says, Hagar, 
Sarah asked May, where have you come from? And where are you going? See what he said? He still let her know that her place and that she was, she belonged to Sarah. And this is, this is, this is a, such a powerful thing. She said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarai. Say, I can't take it no more. This is too much. I mean, you know, I'm, hey, I, I didn't want none part of this. And God knew she didn't want no part of this. This is why, this is why God shows up. So I just want to let you know this. This is why God shows up in her life, because he wants to protect her. He wants to defend her. And he wants her to know that he's there for her in her circumstances, that he would never leave her or forsake her. So I just want to encourage you today. If you're feeling down and out and you think God doesn't see, God does see. And he sent the angel to go talk to her and let her know some things, to give her some comfort and peace. He didn't make it easy for her because, as, as we know, I'm, we're going to get to that part too. Because guess what? He gives her some instructions and some orders. He gives her some things that she has to do. And he wants her to really to go back and submit. And the reason why I want you to see this, see, so you can understand this. It says Christ made himself the lowest thing on earth, that he was a servant. So God is doing something. He's doing something so that we can see that Christ is going to come and be a servant. Christ is going to, you know, forsake all the majesty, the glory in heaven and come down here. And like I said in my last podcast, let men judge him. God let men judge him. <laughs> oh, you could think about that. God let men judge him. This type of God that we serve. And it says, the angel, in verse 9, says, The angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand. What? <laughs> he said, what? what? Go submit back to her? This woman just mistreated me. But see, there's a blessing behind submitting to God's will because God is never going to leave you and forsake you. He didn't tell her to go back and take over the house. He told her to go back and submit, surrender. Surrender. And so Christ was obedient to the cross. And Hagar was obedient to go back and submit to her mistress. And take whatever she throw at her. But, but God gave her a word. If you need a word, guess what? God has a word for you. And, and sometimes, you know, a word can strengthen you. It can make you go a little further. It can make you... Uh, it can make you just, it can move you in such a dramatic way. It can help you and it can encourage you. Now, this is what the angel of the Lord said. Return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly so that you should not be counted for multitudes. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, See, this is, what, this is what he said. Behold, you are with the child. You should bear a son. You should call his name Ishmael. 
because the Lord has heard your affliction. He should be a wild man. His hand should be against every man and every man's hand against him. And he should dwell in the presence of all his brothers. Then she called the name of the Lord. We spoke here. You are the God who sees. For she said, he have I also seen him who sees me. Therefore, the world is called Bir Lahiro. Observe it in between Kadesh and be read. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram named his son whom Hagar bore Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. Did you see that? God gave us such a powerful promise. He said, hey, I'm going to do something for you because you was put in a situation that you shouldn't have been put in. I'm going to defend you. I'm going to uphold you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to do something for you. But you need to go back and submit unto Sarah. In other words, this meant that she had to go back and wait some more. This meant that she had to go back and be a faithful servant. Remember, Christ was a faithful servant upon the earth when he walked the earth. He served men. And before he left, he washed his disciples' feet. He's showing how honorable he was. Could you imagine God himself washing your feet? And people felt to realize back in those days, they wore sandals. I'm talking about there ain't no, ain't no cement sidewalks and stuff like that. People's feet was filthy and nasty. But our God that we serve, the God that we love, bowed down and washed his disciples' feet. And he did it because he loved them. He touched them and washed their feet, the lowest part of their body, because God is God. Oh, what God we serve. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I don't want you to be discouraged. I want you to know that you can trust God, that you can believe God, that he has a purpose, a plan, and a destiny for your life. And, you know, I just want to encourage you that God does see. Let's look at that again. Let's read this, what this angel, this promise that the angel of the Lord gave, gave unto her. He said, Behold, you are with child, and you should bear a son. You should call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has heard your affliction. He should be a wild man. His hand should be against every man. It meant that Ishmael was going to be a fighter. And every man's hand against him. He should dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are God who sees. For she said, have I also here seen him who sees me? Therefore, the well was called Bir Lebro. Observe, it's between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abraham a son. And Abraham named his son whom Hagar bore, Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. You see this? You see what God, you see what God said? So God, God is good. See, now guess what? Now, at the same time, God still 
saying, I got a son. <laughs> but that's not the son I had for you. That's the son that came out of your flesh. And so, you know, sometimes when you, you, we get to Genesis 22 one day, we're going to look at this, you know, how God is, you know, he's a provider. Because when he tells Abram, I want Abraham, he's Abraham at this time because now, you know, he's the father of many nations. He's going to be the father of many nations. His name changed, you know, uh, when he had his son. And God tells him something that's so, 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 seems like it's unreal. He said, I want you to sacrifice your one and only son. And guess what? He had two sons. He had Ishmael, and he, but, but Ishmael wasn't a, wasn't a promise. Ishmael was from the flesh. Isaac was the promise. And that's the child that God looked at, the one that he wanted to give him out of his love. And so I just want to let you know that before you make a decision, if God is telling you something, don't make a, a rush decision. Trust God. Believe in him. Know that he has it all figured out even when you don't feel that he has it figured out. And even if it takes a while for it to come to pass, just hold on, hold on with your faith and trust and believe in God. And, and whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And I hope that this show has been a blessing to you today. I hope that this uh, word has encouraged you to understand that God does see. Because he's seen and heard everything that was going on with Haggai. And he's protected her. He gave her a promise. And it said that she went back and she submitted to her mistress. So I want you to understand that God loves us. He does great and mighty things. He's a good God. But God does see. So if you think that God doesn't see what you're going through, I want to encourage you and let you know that you're not alone. God, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, but he also sees how you're being treated on this earth. And I'd like to close in prayer. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for the day, Father. I thank you, Father, for your word. I thank you, Father, that you are a good God, your own time God, your righteous God, your delivering God. I pray, Father, that whatever your people stand in need of, Father, that you give it to them. I pray, Father, that this word that you have put in my heart, that it does what you want to do, that it glorifies your kingdom, that it gives you your your glory, Father. I magnify you. I thank you. I want to say thanks again for listening to the podcast show. This is Danny, your host of You Are Not Alone. I can't wait till we talk again. And like I said, please send in your prayer requests so that we can stand in grieving and see what God would do. And I just want to leave you with this one thing. God does see. Thanks for listening to the show and have a blessed day.